2: Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name's Colin McDuff and I'm delighted to be your host. As always, delighted to speak to you lovely listeners and my fellow podcasters. Not quite delighted to be talking about the, the Rangers' performance today. Um, here to run through an absolutely abysmal display away to Aberdeen. First of all, for the second time today, Mark, how are you? I'm still the same as I was, too two hours ago, <laughs> everybody will be like, oh no, him again? Oh, just,
3: I'm I interested to hear what the two Davids have got to say about the game, because as I was saying to bottom David there, it was quite difficult to keep an eye on the game and chat and talk away in that. It was a lot more difficult than I thought, so there are probably a lot of things that I missed, that the
2: guys probably picked up on, so it'll be interesting to find out what they've got to say. Uh, the most difficult part for me was actually like keeping my eyes on the game because it wasn't a very attractive game of football for a Rangers point mm-hmm. of view. True, but um, also joining is um, I always love the um, the wee slogans you've wrote, Davy. I mean, we need a wee bit of this tonight. It's Davy, no surrender. P, how are you, mate?
1: Hi my my no surrenderness is kicking in. You know, the further away I get from the final whistle, so uh, I'm in a in a sunny days ahead type mood now. After you know being in a bit of a slump post final whistle, but you know we uh, we just have to get on with it, and uh, we have to do gooder.
2: We do. It wasn't gooder enough, um, and gooder must be had. Um, also joining us, a um, last minute um, appearance um, Just as uh, the titles were rolling But you made it just in the nick of time Davey T, how are you my friend?
4: Yeah, great For some reason I've done a Dundee And your, your your link went to my spam uh, <laughs> box uh, Instead of getting it uh, No, uh, I feel like a wee bit like a boxer That's been put down and then it has got to get go up and, uh, and go again but uh, got one thing to look forward to now during the week and uh, is the King William of Orange birthday on Thursday. So I'm getting ready for that. Here we go. How's that? And it's very handy because you put your beer in here. And then you can... I'm trying to do it by watching the thing. With, you got your beer in there. And then you just pull it out and have a wee slug. Handy, yeah,
2: that's handy as fuck. See, after the, um, the day, I might, I might get one of the hats and equip myself with four pints of bleach for the next time we watch Rangers. I think it'll do the trick. Um, it's, You could have given me a hundred guesses what you were going to pull out um, tonight, and I would have still been guessing that that's what I would have been, Davey. <laughs> um, and last but not least, hello to all the listeners. Uh, thanks very much for tuning in again for the second time today. It was really good to get a chance to... Um, you know, watch all the game along with you. I hope you've enjoyed that. Um call to arms wherever you're getting your podcast. If you find a like, subscribe or follow, whatever. And if you really do want additional content, you can join the £1 tier uh, where you get at least, at least six um, additional pods a week. But, David T, I'm going to stick with you. Um, that's enough pleasantries. We do need to speak about the matter at hand, and that is Rangers going 2-0 down to Aberdeen today. Um... I'll be honest, in the cold light of day, um, it's. I I think it is a game of two halves. I think it is fair to say the Rangers did play well the first half. Um, I know it was very knee jerk. Um, You just want to shout at everybody, but let's take it right from the very beginning. Were you surprised by the lineup? Were you expecting any more changes? Or did you have a feeling it was going to go with the same team facing Mirren last week?
4: Yeah, unfortunately, I think Bill's got his. Uh, he's he's set pattern and uh, and that's the way he's going to stick to it. Yeah, I, again, I just don't like the the the, the two centre mid roles. I I don't think it's I don't think they're the right players for it. Uh, I think uh, Raskin should be should be playing the deepest one. But I th- I would have preferred the uh, Arfield in today instead of. Uh, uh, Instead of Lundstrom to be honest with you, but I just don't like that role. I just think I think it leaves us a man short in midfield, further forward in midfield, and uh, that's the, I think that's a big part of our problem. That we're, we're just getting run over in the midfield. And it's not sorry, it's, it's not that I'm, I'm, I've, I've got anything against John Lundstrom I, it's a, Oh, I,
2: don't don't do <laughs> it's, it's, it's just his
4: role. I just don't like that role. I, I think it's. As I say, it's a waste of a a waste of a jersey really, and we, we should have a better player further up the park. Actually, in the in the you used to call it the midfield engine, and that that's just what we've not got. We've not got a midfield engine.
2: March um, on the when we'd done the the watch along today on um, on the first half. I, I don't want to rewrite history what we were saying, but we did both call out that. Rangers did dominate possession. They they looked comfortable at the back. Um I think my issue was middle to front, middle to front, we lacked that colour edge. Um looking back just on the first half, I want to get everybody's thoughts on it. Um have you thought anything different about the first half performance?
3: Not not really, mate. For what I can remember watching the game, we looked as if we were holding the ball Okay, There was some nice passing going about, but there was no penetration of any, any kind, really. We had a couple of chances, but it felt like the guys that have been letting us do no season. I've, my, my worry is that we're having to rely on players that we know that are not going to be here next season. I said, when I seen the result yesterday, Although we we thought ninety nine point nine percent of the league was done, I was, I think I said in the stream as well. I, I was still saying that, oh, we we should be playing the players that are not going to be here next season. But then I'm thinking, well, maybe even if they did really collapse, we would have we would need these players. But after today, it's I think it's cemented what we've been saying now for the last probably three or four weeks. Is that we? It's no, uh, just a a refresh, and it's no what Bill's saying that it's no as bad as it looks. It is as bad as it looks. That was probably the contender of the worst match uh, over 90 minutes that Bill's had since he came here. Uh, I don't think that there's zero positives to take for that game, zero. And I think that. uh, if the boys changed my mind, that, that there were some players out there that looked as if they just couldn't be bothered. They 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 never had any, there was no desire at all. But the possession we had in the first half was good, but that was it. And we said that this is that's going to be a typical Rangers, but they're going to they're going to score. We said that even before it happened. We said that at the first minute it, it would just be our, 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 we totally Rangers it and let them score, and that's what happened.
2: David Park, you and I were saying very similar just before we started. Um, It's very typical of Rangers this season. We we dominate possession, we don't do much with it, and then we allow the other team to come back into the game from nowhere, and then we struggle to claw it back because we're shell-shocked. It's probably the most frustrating thing for me is I'm not surprised at what I've seen today.
1: I think, Colin, we uh, we actually started the game not too badly, you know. And I think we what we lack overall, for me, just taking a step back a touch, is just quality. We just need co- a better quality player. It's uh, we created chances. If if Rangers had if we had gone in at three 0 at half time, then I think no one could have complained about it because we we did make chances, chances that that you know. Forwards of a decent quality would have put away, and we had you know Morelos almost scored, Sakal almost scored, Raskin almost scored. You know, so we had we had a couple of other chances. You know, that we were uh, we were we man for man, we are a better team than Aberdeen. They just make up, you know, with the you know the blood and thunder, gung ho, you know, chasing is about which uh, impressing is which you're expecting, but we we should have the quality of player. That copes with that, and uh, I think the soft centre was exposed after half time, and we uh, just kind of we just couldn't cope with the, the the frenetic pace of the game, and we just didn't have the quality in our team to punish them when we had the opportunity to do so. And it, it's probably it's been the whole season. You know, you just look at the goals for and against. You know, and our goal difference compared to the other lots, and you see that we are. We are soft up front. We're weak. We don't have the the killer instinct. We just don't have the quality which uh, should should return the amount of goals for the possession that we do have. Routinely, we will go to Ibrox and get seventy odd percent possession, and you know and win the game two one three one when really it should be uh, we should be out of sight in most of these games. So it's probably just a continuation of what we've already seen this season. Where we get caught was we, we eventually go two goals down and which, you know, their tails are up, the crowd are behind them. And it was just pure adrenaline saw them through to the end. So we, we ultimately, I, I thought, you know, that we would eventually get caught and, and today was the day.
2: Aye. And I think you've had a few good points there, there um, about the quality and the killer instinct. And I've, I've, call tonight's pod no colour edge because it's just when we get to that final third, whether it's a decision making or just the decisiveness of of a quick pass or even the finishing, we don't have it and that's what's separating the two teams at the top of the table for me. Um we we seen it in the old firm that Celtic had three clear cut chances and they took them. Rangers had what a dozen and they took two. That's uh, that is a difference. So I want to start I do want to go through the team and a few talking points, but I want to start for the top. And Davey T, I'll bring you in here. Fashion Sakara, if he went in with two goals at half time, I don't think anybody could have complained. They had their chances. But it's just that lack of composure in front of goal. And it's, I, I get, I'm probably a bit emotional today after, after that performance. But I'm getting frustrated with the fact that we just need to accept that he's going to be all sugar or all shite, and there's no there's no consistency, with him. Um It's we we really can't kind of rely on him being a, a first a first pick next season, can we?
4: No, definitely not. As you say, the word is the word is composure. And see for the 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 whole thing, really. The Aberdeen manager summed it up actually very good. He says. Aberdeen wanted to fight for the win. And that's just what I missed. I missed that that, that fight. We, we, we just didn't. The second half, we didn't have it. We had it a wee bit in the first half. But the second half, we just didn't have it. But, I mean, have, have we never heard of taking a ball round the keeper? Because uh, so Sakala the, was the, the perfect chance to take the ball round the keeper. The keeper was actually lying on the ground when Sakala shot. And I just, I just, I just don't know. As you say, his composure. But we, we can't. We, we the, these players are not when it's a league, That's for sure. And as as Curry says, I, I don't know that some players will rise be better players when better players come in. But I'm afraid Sakala's not one. And I think um, Matondo was back to, to virtually, although he didn't have very long. Uh, I think he sort of I get back to his his own way that he played at the beginning of the season rubbish uh, when he came on he had one shot to go I think but no just this. I mean you look at the bench and there, there's just nothing there there's, a, there's a, I, mean, I, I, I was saying that, and I think you were saying as well that we can't use Lovelace; it's too big a game for him well, I don't think he would have done any worse than any other player today so they would have as well stick them on for the last 20 minutes 15-20 minutes and, and see what he can do
2: Right. It's a rough shout. Um sticking with the forward line, Mark, um I know we were I, I know we were speaking um at <laughs> length today about Alfredo Morelos. Um where do we start with him? There, There's no point in speaking about is he going to be here next season or know, or do we need him or whatever. That's um that, that's a redundant question because he's not going to be here, regardless of what any of us I think. Where my issue is just how I know. Let me say Was I a word you used today, um, particularly um, in, in front of goal? The ball was the second. Tell me, was he? Didn't have any aggression. My worry is that we are going into, you know, the I know it's a semi final, but this has to be treated like a cup final. This is our game of the season next week, and he's leading the line. That does concern me. I
3: was after the the game last week. I was actually optimistic uh, after today's performance. I, I am really, really worried. Uh, I don't care how much a Rangers fan you are and how optimistic you are. Looking at that game today is worrying, and it's, it was fate near enough every player. The, the guys that we can rely on has been uh, Rashkins and Cantwell. I don't even think they had a, a good game today. I thought they were but mm, they weren't They, they weren't bad or anything like that, but uh, they 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 haven't been showing the qualities Cantwell's been the man of your ma- the match for the last six games and he ran a about a lot today and, he, and he, he was trying but up front we are so so bad, we are really really bad, we, I said earlier on, all you need to do is look at the league and it tells a story look at the goal difference how many goals we've scored compared to the, that lot we're miles behind them and it's been the same guys each time, and you all know how much I love fashion. I thought fa- fashion was dreadful today. It was absolutely dreadful. But I've been saying for a while now that if Sakala hasn't done anything in the first forty-five minutes, you need to take him off because he won't do anything for the, re- the the next forty-five minutes. That that was a uh, we spoke about it. Uh, half-time, mate, uh, should we be making changes? And I, we should have. But, but, and this is starting, really is starting to get a bit worried, Bill. is Aye. substitutions. I'd... I think, I'll, I'll let the other TV's talk about that. Uh, but for me,
2: there should have been substitutions made then, and definitely by the 60th minute. Aye, uh, yeah, and I do want to spend a bit of time in that because there's a few comments coming in uh, through social media, through the comments, and we've all seen the group chat as well, but I do want to speak about that um, in its own section. Um, Davey P, I'll give you the final word in the forward line. Again, what's your thoughts on uh, Sakala Morelson? I'll even put Mary Tillman in there today because the reason I asked three is... Realistically, I, I think that's still who we've got to go and start with next week because there's nobody else really chapping at it at the bit. Ryan Kent, uh, Rabbi Matondo, Yanis Haji, has not really featured? I don't know if Arfield is a shout, but Arfield would be the one behind the striker. But aye, where, do we, where do we go in terms of the front three next week and what was your thoughts on them today?
1: Hey, my thoughts on them today. <laughs> How long have you got? But I think we'll probably end up with something similar next week because he's got no one else. So it will be the team the next week will, will reflect very closely the team that played today. There's no doubt about that. So there is no one else. But fashion Sakala, it's it's no because we just cannot have a player you know which uh, who will convert you know one in five and, and that's me being kind to him. Whereas uh, the chance he had today, clean through and goal. Not scoring that. And then the the shot he had from, you know, we joke about Rose Ed. That what I think that was literally Rose Ed. But I mean, because it's just of the ball as hard as you can. We see it week in, week out, and then we'll see the odds, you know, you glimmer of hope because we've got 72% possession, therefore we're going to have a lot of the ball, and he'll eventually get one right. But I see, when we go into games where it's a bit tighter, we 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 just can't suffer, you know, those sort of statistics where he will hit target one and five. It's just not on. We need to change those players. So for me, Sakala, it's a no. Malik Tillman, it's a no. And Morelos has already made the decision. So they they will not feature, I suspect, in our team next season. Well, I think Bale's now on on record as saying that uh, fashion Sakala and Malik Tillman will be in the squad next year. And that for me is uh, setting alarm bells in my head that Michael Beale is of the opinion that, that the team he went out today and there's only two of them will not be there next season and it, and I think his quote is it's not that broken that's wrong Michael, I think it's very broken, so I think we need to be a, a lot more, we need to be braver, a lot more adventurous because a, half of that team today would never feature again for me because they're they're just not of the required standard they have not other of the required mentality. So it's it has to get better. We, we just cannot see. I mean, we've been, been in a good run of league results, making absolutely no progress. It's a rakes progress. But when we've come up against, you know, when we come to the games that matter and we're going to face the, the, the crunch is next weekend, I suspect it will be something of the same. It will be another valiant defeat or we'll get crushed because We just don't seem to be able to get it over to the other side where it's a fantastic victory. So, but uh, I've had a look at my crystal ball, I've gave it an extra polish. I, I don't see anything other than foreboding for next weekend.
2: I'm glad you came on. I feel better now, Davey. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm only kidding. Um, you, you make really, really valid points, and um, that this is why we keep on, we've said time and time again over the last um, what, the last six, seven months the the rebuild is big and you can't do it all in one window, that is why I think we are going to see a lot of these players at Iberx next season I hope they're just not in the same capacity I, I hope that they're no all first picks, and you know, we start seeing some of these players move into this squad to players roles and challenging the additions that will come in, but David Thomason, uh, before we talk about the manager, the picks and stuff, um, and next season, I do want to keep focusing on the players because there's a few that we do need to get through and I want to chat through the goals as well. Um, the first goal, um, so we go going at time. Again, Rangers have dominated possession, had the best chances of the game, they've not put it to bed, and um, it's a calamity of errors, which usually happens with Rangers. It's not usually one thing that goes wrong. Um, it's, it is usually few, a few key errors, just all at the same time, lack of concentration, bad luck, whatever, or just poor football, and whatever you want to call it, it happens. James Tavenier tries to clear the ball, and he goes in with all the video priest, and he, it's a terrible clearance. Um, it's kind of half-assed towards Morelos, who he's just... He's no after about try to get there. And Aberdeen is it shales. The defender gets there first. He takes a, a leap of faith, faith sorry, and just hits it somewhere away from him. I don't think he's meant it. And it's just managed to catch it. The perfect spot goes over McGregor's head. Um, I'm of the opinion Morelos and Tavnia are the ones that should be looking at themselves here. I've, I don't think McGregor should be waiting for a shot at that point. I think he is a bit unlucky. What was your thoughts on the first goal?
4: Well, do you know when the, the, the alarm bells actually started ringing in my head? If you remember in the first half, Orna Barisic, I can't remember if it was a corner, but he hit the ball from the, the, the byline and the ball nearly ended up in the goal through the wind. And it was just that the Aberdeen keeper stopped it before it went over the line. And that's when I I actually get alarm bells because I thought, oh, they've they've got this wind in the second half, and I, I started worrying about it then already. And no, I mean the, the the boy never meant it. This so that's for sure. It was a it was a cross. You even seen in his interview that he was uh, he was sort of joking about it. Yeah, you know, it was it was meant for a cross. And uh, these 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 things happen unfortunately, especially when when you have put the wind. But I know Curry was saying McGregor was at fault. I don't think McGregor could do anything. I went into the top corner of the of the left hand side when when the ball came from the came from the left hand side, sorry, in the right hand side of the goal. And uh, I, don't, I don't think McGregor could have done anything about it. Unless he was about six foot ten, uh, then he would, then he might have uh, might have had a chance. But no, it wasn't his fault. But I think actually Morales fell. I don't think he. I think he tried to to change his mind. He realised the ball was short, and I think he tried to change his mind, but he, but he slipped. Which a lot of players seem to be doing that uh, on the day. And obviously the Aberdeen guy got in front of him and just just hit it. Took a pot shot. I mean, I used to I, I used to do that a lot as well when I knew I'd wind of the sun. But the, I used to use the sun a lot and hit the ball from midfield and, and look, try and loop it over the keeper. But that that's just the things that you that you do. But I think this this was meant as a cross.
2: Aye, a cross, a clearance, it wasn't a shot. Um can i will bring you in. The... You know we were we were talking about James Tavernier um, the day. Um, I think it was actually half-time. and we're both very much of different opinions. But I'm going to let you go on your your high horse here because I actually think he has today, but better at both goals. So his clearance for the first goals and they were near good enough, and for the second goal, we we both agreed the Aberdeen boy took it so so well. It was a brilliant header, but again, from a Rangers point of view, Tavernier along with Camwell, it must be said. Gives them all the space in the world to shut that ball down and then for the second goal, Bona time and time again just lets his man go. Um, the, so what, what's your thoughts on the full backs uh, in the defensive display today? The uh, they were absolutely garbage,
3: <laughs> and that i am trying to swear too much because I think I've done enough swearing the day when I was watching the game. The first goal. As you said, I, I'm going to agree with you. I've seen it back. Uh, the, the clearance was powder puff. He hits it out. I think it, it's uh, Mar- Morelos. Timmy's got to pick up the ball. Does the look behind him, which he's been guilty of recently. He, he's no look behind him. Boy comes in, gets the ball before him. He hits it. Big looting ball ends up in the back of the net. I don't care what anybody says, and I'm sorry, Davey T. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm two year ago with a got that no bother. That was shocking. He, the way he backtracked, if you watch him, the way he, 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 may, he may as well try to get that Bobby Zimmer frame. That's how bad it was. It, it, it was shocking for the three of them
2: uh, the second goal. See, you on McGregor, Gregor, and I'm not saying it's right. He, I don't think he has the, the ability to get back that quick. Uh, no, no,
3: no. No, no. So that's, that's why I, mean, I don't want to blame he him. Uh, we
2: can't ask him to do something that he physically can't do. And where where his position is, I don't think he's doing much wrong because it, it's a foot goal. So that's why I do have a bit of sympathy for him. I do. Uh, it's because he should be saving it. A I he think has. any people in the world would have
4: saved that. To be obvious, with you? Uh, I
3: need to disagree there, David, but uh, obviously, this is what I I but I've seen and I've seen it again, and I'm like, ah, and even the, the when I watched that, I was like, why why did he not get that? Because it it was the it was the hit hard David. That's the thing that got me. He had plenty of time to get back back again, but he was so slow in doing it. The wind did help. I'm not going to see anything otherwise. But um, McGregory two years ago, or a, a a decent keeper would have caught that. The second goal. I just I don't know. This is Davies again. What's What's happened is, is when that ball was coming in, Davies right. Davies is right underneath it. Uh, Borna Barisic is behind him. Why is Borna Barisic? I'll get it. Gregory could have come out and got that and all. He could have ran out and gave that a belt. Maybe I've it may have cleared out your player, but I've it have cleared out their player. I know. It was a great header, though. I'm not going That second goal, that header was a belter. I mean, see, we, we would be, they'd be praising. If that was a, a, a Ranger player that scored that, we would be well chuffed. We were looking at the half side. It was, to me, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. But as I said, clutched at Straws. But over the course of the full game, they deserved to win that. We didn't. The whole team was. And as David uh, said that it's broken. It really is. It's really, really broken this mod. We need to do something. And it's like there was another pod I was watching earlier on, and the boy was gonna have his head at one of the potters, <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> like, ah we are need to hold sale changes, where are we gonna get the money, who's gonna come in? It's not a fact to that. It's it's like a simple fact that we need to get new players in and better players because we don't have it right now. And if we have even half the squad that we've got the new playing for next season, I'm sorry, we're winning fuck all. We well, are winning I'm, nothing.
2: I'm, a that all that I'm going to myself up. I'm going to myself up for a wee bit of criticism here and David Pollock. I'll, I'll, I'll bring you in and boys, if I'm um, spouting pitch, then feel free to hey. hey, call me out. And With the defence... I don't know if we're that far away. right? So I'm going to talk about the back five and David Paul. I want to get your opinions on the back five in general. Um, I think it's clear we need a new goalkeeper, absolutely. I think we've got our main centre-half and Connor Goldson. and I'm seeing enough for um that I think he can develop into a, a mainstay centre-half. I think Ben Davies really struggles with Goldson next to him. Yilmaz is potentially there that Potentially might be one for next season um, so I think we're maybe a challenger for uh, James Tavenier away fair settle back five and maybe another set and a half so I'm, I'm going to say two signings there because I don't think that's something I don't think we need to get ready five players um, the the five players that we've seen there I think again Barisic has to be challenged with Yilmaz somebody has to challenge Tavenier Golson comes in and another set and a half to challenge Davison and, and so what's your thoughts?
1: Uh, well, Connor is obviously the mainstay of our defense. And Ben Davis has shown, you know, in the last wee while he's just a bit soft. <clears throat> John Sutter has actually uh, looked looked apart for me. Obviously, he wants to play in the right hand side the same as Connor. So <clears> how <throat> if he could accommodate those two, maybe we've we'll got the workings of a partnership. But Ben Davis for me is a uh, He's part of the the problem, not part of the solution. So, he's he's on the list, as they say. So, but looking back just a wee touch, I have to agree one hundred percent with Curry. I think uh, McGregor could have done better with the first goal because when you see it from behind his goal, he it's just the, the the speed with which he can move his feet. So the the ball's in the air a long time, and I think you know maybe for five years ago, maybe team two or three years ago he would have had the, the, the speed to just to get back and inflict that over the bar. It was just, he just didn't have it in him to move at the pace required because it was certainly in the air long enough for him to react to that. It was a fluke. You know, the guy didn't intend to do what he did, but, and, and the pace with which he hit it tells you that, if nothing else. And it's looping up into the air for quite a, a period of time. And uh, if he'd have been a bit quicker on his feet, McGregor would have, would have saved that. So, and in terms of our defence, I think Tavernier will will be will be there next season. Barisic will be there next season, unless we get an offer that we can't refuse. And and I would certainly be listening to any offers. But uh, we need to find a better partner for Connor Goldson because I don't think Ben Davis is it.
2: No, I agree, and that's a really good point that you made there about um, you know unless we get an offer that we can't refuse, everybody is sellable with Rangers. That has to be a fact. Um, I think we've tried to gamble in the last couple of years with making some players unsellable and that that brought a a bit of success to a degree in terms of fifty five and the Europa League final run, but no enough to justify it. So I think we need to just accept where we are in in Scotland and, and in world football. We do need to have this player trading model coming in. And that's not always buying somebody for 300 grand and selling them for £24 million like we did with Calvin Bassey sometimes that is just picking up somebody for £1 million or whatever getting a decent season or two out of them, then moving them on for £5-6 six million and then reinvesting it I think we need to be doing more of that so any, any half decent offers that come in, I think we do need to, we do really need to <laughs> have a serious think about it when we were speaking today I'm a massive Yanis Hadji and John Lundström fan, long-term listeners will know, but if the right money comes in, and, you know, for John Lundström, that may be two million, Hadji, three million, then we do need to take it and start reinvesting into players who will come in and contribute more regularly. David Thompson, I'm going to bring you in, and I want all three of your thoughts on this, because um, it's... Um, it's sparking a bit of conversation and I know social media isn't always the most balanced. Um, you can't have um, a grey opinion, it has to be black or white. Um, especially when it comes to Rangers fans, we like to we like to be in one end or the other, um, especially after the defeat. But Michael Beal getting a lot of criticism today. For me, rightly so, in terms of his substitutions. And that's no a new thing, that's no knee-jerk. We've addressed this time and time again where we, we feel that he can try and change it up earlier. A lot of people are saying that they are starting to have real concerns about his ability as a manager. Is that too knee-jerk, Davey, or do you think that's right? Take yourself off mute every week, every week.
4: You're still on mute. <laughs> yeah, no, no, nothing. Well, no, um, I think, uh, I think, I think it is as a problem he's got because uh, the, the, as you say, it's not the first game that he's done it. Um, I just don't, for the life of me, understand the Arfield substitution three minutes to go. Okay, the referee gave eight minutes an extra, but I just. Don't know what you are expecting a player to come on and do in three minutes, and uh, I, I I just find that amazing. Matondo, I can I can see. I can't remember when he exactly. I think it was about seventy minutes, was it, when when he came on? Uh, actually, too late as well. I I think Matondo could have come on at half-time because I, I think Sakawa had was had sort of run his race, and and it's. I think it was a curry that said, "If he doesn't play for the first forty-five minutes, there's no chance you're going to get him doing anything in the second forty-five minutes." That's just the the, the sort of a way it is. Um, to to start, yeah. Listen, Bill's a, a new manager. He's never been on his own. This is his first gig, and um, I don't know whether he's, uh, he's He certainly started well. But I, th- I think I think once he gets his own players, and I think uh, that the we'll see a difference. I, th- I think that I mean he is he is working with players that that even Geo well even Geo couldn't Geo was probably part of the problem. Um, but we we brought in players that, that are just not up to it. That that's for sure. And the worrying thing is as Curry says is that he doesn't see it. He keeps saying. We're not broken, and he and he keeps saying uh, we we don't need as big a fix as everybody thinks we need. These are things that, yeah, I wouldn't be saying anything. I would, I would, I would, I would just say we're bringing in new players, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll hope they'll gel into the team. Uh, but uh, no, I, I don't under I just don't understand these substitutions. Uh, Last week it worked out well for him. He brought on four at once, I think, and uh, and, and we ended up scoring right after it. But if did we we hadn't have done that last week, then he would have he would have been absolutely slaughtered as well. Now his, his substitutions are very, very rare. And as I say, I would I would have been a substitution in the first half really already today. But um because I I just seen the way the, the game was going and I would have had I, I feel on certainly at half time. Uh, if not before
2: it, I'll be honest. I, at half time ah, and again, I'm not going to bullshit because it's all there live, um, with the recording. I, I did say we'll give it to. I'd like to see it to give it to 60 minutes before the substitution comes on. 60 minutes comes and goes. Um, it's only Matondo, and I'm, I'm, I'm a bit bemused why we're not changing up more. But, clearly, the the argument, um. For the other side, is you can only push what you've got, and when you look at that bench, it doesn't inspire confidence. Um, it's you know, you've you all, and I, I'm a Yanis fan, it's just back for injuries, not done much. But Tondo, he done okay last week. so he's rolled the dice for him. Scott Arfield has been intermit, intermittent at best. There is that argument where, where the, the squad is saying it's in it is difficult to look to the bench for a game-changer. It's not
3: even so much to me you're, you're looking at the bench for a game-changer. You're, you're looking at the bench to say, right, they're living on that park, of no not doing it. They don't look as if they're going to do it. We were 2 nothing down and nothing changed. Absolutely nothing changed. I, you probably heard me when I was on the, the live, and I, I don't know if the, the chat wanted to say the same thing, but I said to you, oh, 70 minutes, oh, there's so our Ar- coming on good. At 75 minutes, it is Jacob back on and sat on the bench again and I'm going, what the fuck?
2: this going on? He didn't look happy at all, did he?
3: Aye, and I said that, he, he looked as so if he was raging or not. And then he never came up. was it the 83rd minute? Something, 8th minute? 87,
4: 87
3: minutes. But our come on, was it as late as that? Aye. Yeah. Even at that? Yeah. So, and, So, I'm like, What's going on? I'm really, really frustrated and I'm getting disappointed with some of the decisions that Bill's making. We're not gonna there's a couple of people, there's no money saying it, but Bill needs to go. Oh he's do that's that's just you may feel like that and it because you get pissed off things and what's happening that, but we're not going to he's going to need to have another season then he's going to be judged by what he's doing it might leave be the full season, it might be Christmas but next season for him is a do or die it really is a do or die because that's how much we're in bother now. because if we don't start doing something with this squad of players there's gonna be holy hell. And what happened with I Emmy mean, Van Bronckhurst is it's gonna be like minuscule compared to what Bill's gonna get and what that board's gonna get for no sorting that of suit. Because if it had more than enough time now if it had 55 to build this squad and get proper players in that want to play for Rangers, because right now there was eleven players in that, that part that I could only say maybe five of them being very, very kind that looked as if they wanted to play for Rangers. The rest of them looked as if they just couldn't be arsed. And I'm fed up seeing that game after game. And it's always the same guys that are at fault that turn up in a Rangers jersey and, and play as if they can't be arsed or, or look as if they're not giving 100%. And it's no good enough. If you can't get 100% for the club and the fans and can't it for yourself, the
2: door's there, just piss off. Aye. And that's a hundred percent effort is the minimum you expect as a fan. Not just because your club, but as a professional. The no, professional athletes and you do yeah, that's as as what you you expect the application. Um Davey, I'll get your thoughts on Michael Beal and, you know, his his journey so far as Rangers manager and you know, looking ahead, I do think it's far too premature for people to even be suggesting that he's on a shaky peg, he's far from it I think for me, I've seen enough of him, um, what he can do as a man manager and a coach with the squad he's got I think he's he's not turned it around, obviously look where we are, we've not won anything, but there's been a major uplift in the performances and the results since he came in Um an argument labelled would back at him is uh, these are his players. They worked with him under um, under Jared. He then he didn't, he was the coach. His job was to, to go in and time, and get the message across to the players, or no necessarily his players. I think when they give them at least two windows.
1: <clears throat> well, I would uh, take issue with the performances with the performances have, have improved since Michael Biel arrived. Have have they significantly? Because there's been I think a, a so, lot do you been, not? Not markedly. Results.
3: Results have, but no performance. You're right, well, Davey.
1: Well, I mean, we we went on a run, you know, of 15 games, you know, of, in the league when uh, we, we were up against the Dross. And we rode our luck last time, as we were speaking about just before we came on, Colin. You know, the last time we were at Petaudry, we absolutely uh, stole it from them right at the death, you know. So there, there are a couple. Of, there were a couple of occasions, you know, where we've uh, sailed close to the wind, and it, it occurred to me, you know, sometime ago that we're eventually going to get caught, and we get caught today. But I think the credit that Michael Beale has with the Rangers support is is his work in the training ground from when he was last year. So what he needs to do is is put something in the bank in terms of being a, a football match manager when we actually play an opposition. So, I mean, we we were two one up against them. We minutes to go, and he makes substitutions. We end up blowing it, you know. And, and we've we've come up against them again. We blew it, you know. So there's ultimately the, the results in those matches are going are where the the game is going to be. Uh, he, his fate will be decided. So he's going to have to go a long way of putting some credit in the bank by his his work in the transfer market and getting this squad. Uh, to where it needs to be and getting the players in that we need because Fashion Sakala is not the answer so if we're going in next season with Fashion Sakala in our squad then I would have to uh, question the, the the ambition that we're showing there because we're not going anywhere with Fashion Sakala it's just he is what he is and I'm sure he'll, he'll have a fantastic career but he's just not going to happen with Rangers because we just cannot put up with his his level of Ability. I'll be as blunt as that. And there are too many in the squad which which do that, you know, which uh, are quite happy to coast, you know, when we're with the plodders. Born Barisic today, when he gets the chance, hits the post, you know. So you have a look at the, the those key moments in the game, and that's where the the, the difference makers, are, I would guess we would need to call them. We don't have enough of them. And we were just about to sell one of them, who is Alfredo Morelis. And I thought he was quite unlucky, you know, when he took the ball, made the turn and and struck it to go. And the boy was on the line to head it away. But we, uh, Malik Tillman, you know, what difference did he make today? It's the and, and if Michael Beale can't, you know, clearly he sees them on the training ground and likes what he sees. But when we get to the the, the football games, like with, with, when there's an opposition and they also get a vote, I would say uh, our performances have improved maybe five, 10% from what Geo left us with. We, were, uh, we weren't we were doing too badly. So it was the key, the big matches. And I think with, with Beale, it's also the big matches. So clearly it's not the manager that's the problem here, it's the squad. We need to change the squad. We need to dramatically change the squad. And if he tells us that isn't that broken, as I said earlier, if it's not that broken, that that, that worries me. That really worries me.
2: So we've ran through the players' some of the performances and we've spoken about the manager. But ultimately, we are at the mercy of the the men who who have the money at Rangers. And uh, last week, we and, and I don't want to repeat uh, content listeners, but... I think we were all feeling quite positive last week, um, uh, more positive than what we were. And we spoke about what's our number um, in terms of how many players do we need in, or would we, we we want in. I think it'd be interesting to see what the what the two Davies and Mark's uh, number is now. So David Thompson, kick us off. Realistically, this isn't how many do we think we need, or how many would you like, want. Realistically, how many. How many new additions, first team additions, do you see Rangers bringing in in the summer? I think the reason we're here in the number five is because that's how much I think the the board will stump up the money for. What's your thoughts?
4: I think we need a lot, but it won't be all done under the the one transfer window. I think I think will be it will be done over a few transfer transfer windows, but I think we'll probably eventually clear out the whole team. Uh. I think for for just for next year, I would say five six. I think is a is a, is a is probably the number. As as you said, we'll, we'll probably keep Tavernier. We'll probably keep Suter for who was for me the man of the match today. Uh he's the only one I could actually think of that actually had quite a good game. Um, Barisic, I, I would try and get money for Barisic. I, I mean, I think that's the way to go as well. And you know, Kamara, you seen him sitting like a wee soul in the in the dugout uh surely he'll he'll bring in some money as well so th- there will be some money coming in hopefully uh there'll be there'll be money going away I, I mean we be sold that with that young boy from is it Al- Algarria or something like that we, we got some money for him as well I believe it wasn't a lot but it was money and that that's the frightening thing as well Colin actually the, 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 we've got we're paying a lot of money for for the for the, the the school coming bringing the boys through and there's just nothing coming through I mean how, how many players have actually come through in the last 10 to 15 years very very little and that that's actually frightening that, that there's no young players coming through and yeah as I say maybe Lovelace could have come on today because he wouldn't have been any worse than any of the rest of them and no, I, I, I honestly say, well, I mean, a goalkeepers a, a certainty. Maybe even two goalkeepers. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, and we definitely need a striker. We're we're taking it that uh, Morales is going, and to be honest with you, you know, I hope he, he does go. I seen, I seen the uh, somebody say that was on that we're, we're looking at a boy, a Dutch boy from Swansea. Um, he, I, I watched his. YouTube video which I know you can't judge on but I watched his and and he's really scored even though those ones are not doing very well he is uh, he is actually scored he's scored about seventeen or eighteen goals get his name is uh Joel Piro is his name and we're we've are looking at him I seen it uh, somewhere written somewhere and he he really looked very good uh Scored goals from outside the box, scored goals from inside the box. And as I say, Swansea are not doing that brilliant, but he's still scored about 17 or 18 goals in the Championship, I think is. So it's quite a... The unfortunate thing is, if he's doing that, then there's probably... Premiership teams are going to be looking at it as well. So that's That's an unfortunate thing. And um, Yeah?
2: Yeah, sorry. I think this seems um, just... Uh, Playing back up, up a wee bit, folks, we back up. Um good old Virgin Media. So apologies about that. Um that's Davy, can I just um I, I want to get before we continue with the uh, um the transfers, you mentioned something there. I want to get yours and colleagues' thoughts on with the the young players, um I, I think there's a wee bit of a a misconception what we should be aiming for. I don't think we should be getting three, four players through every year. I actually think the youth system's working. We got Billy Gilmore through, who we sold off at a profit, right? Um, It was just unfortunate. It was before he was 15. We got money back from him. Two years later, we wrote Nathan, sorry, three years later, we wrote Nathan Patterson, sold off at a huge profit. In between then, we're getting money for the Lisa Allegra, McCann. Realistically, I, I don't think we can expect any more than... See, if every every year there's one player breaking into the first team and then maybe every two or three years we're selling them on at a profit, I think that's the academy working personally. But I know I might be in the minority with that. What's your thoughts? As I said, I, I think...
4: We should, I mean, if you look, look at it... And I hate... Uh, I hate the to mention the ajax uh, way but if you look at the amount of players that ajax come through uh, to the first team and um, they 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 just keep producing players i know it was a, for a long time they weren't doing that great at it, but they seem to be back up and they i mean the ajax have really renewed their whole team as well so i hope uh i, I think we should be, we should be bringing more through than we are but i agree that that obviously not every player that comes through the academy is going to play for Rangers, that's that's for sure. And um, we will be getting money for them, probably academy money. And no, hopefully, hopefully, we can, uh, we, they will come through. Hopefully, they're But I mean, see, the, the Ajax way is not actually bringing boys right through the academy. The Ajax way was, was getting players in that were 17, 18 just before they, they broke into a first team. And that was the way. Then they, they they brought them into the last year of their academy. And if you if you look at the players that are actually uh, named as, as Ajax players, a lot of them are not really. A lot of them were just brought in at the last minute and went went through. So that's that's what we should be looking to do as well. Bring bringing players in about seventeen, eighteen, uh, from, from other teams. That you no know, Scandinavia, for instance, is it seems to be a a good way.
2: Mark, um, I'll bring you in there uh, before the P. What we, sorry, I kind of went. Why well, does doing a wee tangent there? But the initial question was um, realistically. So take your football manager hat off. Realistically, how many players do you see that this board bringing in? I I, I still maintain five as a number. If we move on other players for money, then that number may increase. But I don't. I think that's the baseline. What's your thoughts? Minimum is eight. The minimum is eight. Is that the minimum you want, or the minimum you think? Will oh, come but
3: through? the board—I've got no idea. But the board, the glider—I've got absolutely no idea. Uh, Bill's telling us that he's got five coming in. So, we're, we'll definitely get five. But we'll get eight out of the contract, plus the ones that shouldn't even be here. Uh, and i will been realistic. Uh, we should be talking about who should be staying and there's only about four four people out of this semi-first team squad that should be staying or oh, the rest should be getting shipped out well happened no of course not we know that we're not stupid we won't be able to do that it's going to take time but if you turn around and say to me right you're, you're you're the manager how many players do you need or how many players do you want to keep I would say well I want him 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 and him and the rest I want replaced, and that's what needs to happen. It's still got to happen. There our one, one window. We know that. But if you're asking me which should happen, is Davey P said, is that whole wholesale clear it? it? It's it's take. I know it's take a scattergun. It's like throwing a grenade at it and going right now, get out. That's what needs to happen, because as a simple fact that if we have any more than I'd say about a dozen, no, even a dozen. If we've got any more than six players for this present squad to now next season, it'll cost Bailey's job. It really will. It's all right just now, but next season, we need to get rid of these players. The Gerard era is over. There shouldn't be any Gerard players in this squad right now. There shouldn't be. They've been here for up to five years. They should have been in this squad anymore. We've no, we've no moved on any, so it's not going to help us any. I know it's extreme, and I know it's it's stupid saying it, but it's just what I, what I want. Will the board do it? No bloody chance. We'll get we'll get our five, and if we, as you see, Colin, if we manage to get uh, some money for players that, that we can hopefully shift, we might be able to get something else, but. Ma'am, I'm, we're talking about I want at least twi- I, I would want at least 25 million For new players Coming in this summer And that's at least 25 million Do we have it? I've got no idea
4: The so, thing is, oh, money money doesn't guarantee Good players, that's the unfortunate thing look at, look at Tottenham this afternoon I don't know, it was 6-1 at one time I don't know what it ended up is But it was 6-1 at one time they were getting whipped And look, at, look what their team's worth so aye,
3: money. Aye, burn, aye. Uh, but we, we could throw that straight back at you, David, and say, Well, how much is the Newcastle team uh, worth? Uh, no. Look, right. look what they've brought up. They, they, they've spent more than one player than we have in a full squad and our B team
2: and our women's team 10 times over. So, so money doesn't make you, uh, it doesn't guarantee good players, but it definitely makes you more competitive. And, and David Paul, I'll, I'll bring you in. Um, I, I probably, and I know I'm going against the run, uh, going against the grain here um, and the running out. The I think I there is still a need for some of these players from the Gerrard era. And again, to to make the squad competitive, there's where well, my problem's been is we've had, we've relied on the same core of players for too long. So the same players who were guaranteed starters under Gerard's first season are still guaranteed starters here. That shouldn't be the case. We should see these players having to fight for the position. So I'll ask you, what what do you see the number is? Um, bear in mind that we're getting these out of our con- these players are going out of contract. Does that come into your thinking the board?
1: Yeah, um, the situation is what it is. You know, if they're out of contract and we've got the chance to part company, then we should say bye-bye. You know, cut our losses. We've obviously made some bad decisions which are coming back to haunt us. Then there's no use prolonging it. Just cut it off and we, we have to deal with, with whatever emerges at the other side. So I'm thinking, you know, guys like Kemal, Roof, Hollander, you know, these guys, you know, who are drawing a, a fat salary and we're getting absolutely no value from it. And we need he needs to change the character of this squad. This squad are weak. We are a uh, we, we just don't turn up for big games. You know, the trophy hall, Tav is is, you know, just entered the hall of fame with a with a trophy hall of two trophies. And you think, is what what is what is why is he in the hall of fame? What is the the boxes that need to be ticked? It, it should be more than an endurance test to get to the Rangers Hall of Fame. And and it seems that, you know, that's what it's become. You know, you just stick around for six years, you know, and I mean the goals he scored have been absolutely phenomenal, but look at the trophies we've won, you know. So it's the Euro Europa League run was just phenomenal. I mean it was just amazing. But other than that, you know, we uh, we just we need more from the squad. We just need to be. They need to be more dependable. They need to be a, of a different character so i'm looking for michael Beale just to change the character of our squad and i think it's going to take about seven or eight players to do that you look at the the budget that we have the, the, the in terms of the players what the, the money we're forking out each year for the squad that we have and the return that we get for that coming back to the academy con i mean if if we're you know running an academy you know to to make players for other clubs then it doesn't really have to be associated with Rangers. That could be run as a separate business. That academy for me anyway should be run as a feeder for the Rangers first team. And that's that's their sole objective. If we can make money and make it pay, then then oh, by all means, you know, it's a fantastic thing. But surely that the whole thing, you know, walking how it exists, the whole academy apparatus, the staff that we have there, surely it should all be about Rangers first team. We just to be send, sending players down to England, you know, with a view that you know we can get a return on it. Some players, it's it's Rangers' first team. Everything else is a byproduct for me.
2: So see on that, and um, you know, oh, I, I know there was a couple of people surprised at what what I said about the academy. I think it's all fine and well, and and a am world that. All your all your keep whales come from the academy, all that a section your key players come for an academy. At a club like your Rangers when the demands are so high in a league that isn't competitive enough, um it's you you need to beat Celtic or you've done fuck all really. The it's no it's very difficult to harness three, four players in there every like every year, and I think we said the time, time again, I think Rangers fans like the idea of three young players starting um, every, like every season. I mean, there's even the last few weeks, there's been people calling for uh, Zach Lovelace and Bailey Rice to come in. If they had a stinking game and if they scored an own goal, they would have been falling under the bus. Look at Leon King at the start of the season, the team and he got so. I think there's a big disparity what we want for the academy and what we are prepared to put up with.
1: Well, Colin, can I come back in there? Because I think it's about managing expectations. Because I think if Michael B was to explain to the Rangers fans, you know, we've got five games to go in the league and they're all dead rubbers. Would it be a time, you know, for us to put some of these guys who are on the fringes of the first team and and put them in the first team and find out what they can do? Because repeatedly going back to the well with the guys that we've got, ain't doing it. Second is absolutely nowhere in, in, in this league. Nowhere. So second is, is not much better than third, other than what, you know, £750,000 at the end of the year, you know, in terms of you know the, the money that you're getting. So we, after 55, where we went the whole season undefeated, and we had we'd beaten them by by the country mile, and that's the time that we should have invested. But we sat in our arse, we wouldn't give Stevie G the money, and look where, look where we ended up. We ended up getting... Gio in, who was quite happy for Ross Wilson to make all the decisions and, and work with the players that were sent up to him at Okenhowie, which was a fucking catastrophe. and, and Now we've got Michael Beal in with the same squad of players and he's now finding out exactly what he's got and he's now telling us that it ain't that broken. Wow, I, 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 that, the alarm bells are ringing in my head. Does Michael Beal believe that or has just been told to say that? Because it's going to cost serious money to correct this squad. So I'm fucking tired of second place. It's we we had we stole a lead on them when we won 55, and we just failed to capitalize on that. It's going to cost it, we're going to have to dig into our pockets, dig into their pockets because it's it's, it's all their game for them to, to, to get the players into that squad who are going to make the difference, who are going to make this squad win. That's that's what I'm demanding of Rangers. And they're now demanding from me. 800 quid, you know, for next season when I'm saying, do you know what? See if he's telling me that that's the team, that w- that's the squad next year, bar two players. I'm uh, thinking, you know, is, is that the level of ambition that I, I want to see? No, it's not. So I think Rangers need to come clean and tell me the, the acid test is going to be next weekend. So we don't have long to wait. We're going to find out in, in, in about six days, seven days, Exactly where we are, so he's going to go back to the well with this squad. He's going to try and motivate them, you know, send them out the dressing room and going to try and be different, We're going to try and be stronger today, guys. And I suspect what we know the answer will be. So, as I said, you know, I've got this is my opportunity to get a few things off my chest, and uh, I've just got some of them. So, how long have we got?
2: <laughs> oh, Chase, we need to mm-hmm. do a uh, my gallon for you after that. I was, man, to get. Get rid of all the the issues we've brought. So, David Thompson, you're going to wrap
4: it Can I just say one thing to to keep on about the academy? I think, as well, a big problem is the SFA's problem. I think the boys are playing far too low. We should be copying the the Dutch, the, the Spanish, and the B teams should be allowed to get promoted up to the top leagues except for the Premier League they should be able to get as far up as they can and we are not just holding Rangers players back we're not just holding Celtic players back we are holding Scottish players back by keeping them way down in a a division where it's amateur football and I think that is a big big problem that that the SFA should sort out
2: and uh, I think we spoke about it time and time again about the youth system, the Scottish football set up. It's, you know, it's not something that we can do in our own long podcast. That's a full series in itself. Um, but you're right, but we are tripled While we can do so much better with the youth system, we are limited to how much that bears fruits, I think, um, with uh, the country we're to play in. But, gentlemen, that's us just ran over the, the remark. mark. Um, it's, I know it's not always the easiest pod to do after the performance of Gab, but I really, really appreciate you coming on. And as always, I appreciate all the listeners coming in, tuning in, giving us their thoughts, um, whether they agree with us or no. Um, it's, you know, it is really good. Um, I, I'm going to put my, my easy wanky hat on here. It's Seeing the same names over and over again, it does really feel good community, uh, folks. Um, it is really lovely to see the same names over and over again. So, especially... Myself and Crowley, I've done two pauses today. Uh, it's been twice in one day, and it's the same. We do see the regulars uh, coming in. Um, and they look forward to hearing what you say. So, thanks to everybody who do tune in. But all that's left to do is thank my three guests. I'll start with the man in the orange hat. Thanks very much for coming on tonight, Davey.
4: Okay, that's me going to get into my happy mode after the after that crap today. So, thanks for listening, everybody, and um, we'll try and just look at boxer. We get knocked down. We've got to stand up again and get on with it. So all the best for the coming week. And uh, I hope King William of Orange has a a good birthday on Thursday.
2: You enjoy yourself in the land of Orange. Um, Also joining us, thanks very much for coming on tonight, mate, for the second time, Curry. Thank you, mate.
3: No problem, mate. I I enjoyed myself this afternoon. No no the score, but it was good to talk to everybody in the chat. Uh, as I said we've got a brilliant community. Uh they just there's some members that they're they're so generous. And even the guys that just come in to watch they make comments and it's all stuff I think that we all repeat really. They do think like us and we might not agree with everything that they say and they probably don't agree with everything that we say. But I think we're probably Roundabout on the same page, and just a big uh, thank you to DVP P. you said earlier, you just said because I think he's the inner me is coming out in Davey. That, that just is he's, he's just sick of the, the shite. <laughs> so, thanks very much for coming back in again tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It's a pleasure to talking to you, and hopefully, you won't see my face for uh, a, a week or two anyway. Give, give, give your
2: eyes a rest. rest. Yeah, Last but not least, um, you know my, my 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 favorite battle cry, Commander Davy Park. Cheers for coming on, mate, and getting that off your chest. I feel like I could run through a brick wall for Michael bill now after that.
1: Right. Well, well, I'm going to leave you with a moment of edification because you know, in the words of Bill Struth, you know, we will have our
3: days whoa, whoa, of whoa, failure. Whoa. Hold on, hold on. What does that mean? <laughs>
2: You had to fucking ruin him before he started, man. He was
3: I getting don't, run no, I, no, you're not getting away with that. It comes out with a big fucking
2: word. I don't have a clue what it means. So Google right, hey, it. You it. Yourself, go Google it, Davey, as you were.
1: We will have our days of failure, but it's uh, how we react to it. And it's how we react to it as a club. Obviously, we've got a massive game next weekend. So we just uh, get back on that training ground. We knew our resolve, we knew our pledges. And when it comes next Sunday, we get steamed into them no surrender
2: <clears throat> no surrender indeed and in that note folks I'll be back with you tomorrow morning on the news and tomorrow morning you'll still wake up a Rangers fan so just remember that we are the people take care selling
0: a little